This is the True To You podcast, your very own work bestie. Each week, we come together for honest conversations about reinventing yourself and your career, all while navigating a path towards meaningful work. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. Episode 28 and the final episode of 2019. Can you believe it? We are here. We are at the end of the decade. This is super crazy, but super exciting at the same time. I'm coming to you from my bedroom because that seems to be one of the best places, the most quiet places for me to record. I've got very, very salty here because I've been down at the beach And if you're someone that's in a colder part of the world right now, I'm sending you lots of, lots of warm vibes your way. (laughs) Okay, if you listen to my previous episode, number 27, you'll know that I shared the four best lessons I learned from starting a side hustle. This was an honest look into what it took to launch my business and the four things that if I was to go back to day one that I would tell myself, I would say, Ruby, if you need to know anything, you need to know these four things. On this reflection uh, path that I've been on the last few weeks, I thought today's episode, it would be really great to share with you the exact end of year reflection and goal setting process that I did a week ago. Typically, I do my end of year review and goal setting on or around New Year's Day, but this year I decided I would do this process a little earlier and do it on my birthday. I had my birthday off, so I spent a few hours in the afternoon. It was really glorious. I had some nice tea and uh, had the candles going and my favorite music, and I did this exact process that I'm about to share with you. I really, really recommend that you do this uh, before New Year's Day. Obviously, I'm going to get this to you right on New Year's Day. So whenever you can find space to do this process before you set your goals, I'm going to share a little bit around goal setting right at the end of this podcast It's a really great way to allow you to uh, simmer on those, that vision that you have, to simmer on those goals that you're thinking of uh, locking in for the next year. It gives you a couple of weeks of space to really let that clarity build rather than launching into January 1st and saying to yourself, okay, these are my goals. I'm ready to go. This year, I'm also being uh, end of one decade and into the next one. I've decided to shake it up a little and try something different from my usual usual process. Uh, And I think that this has really been a great sign to me to, yes, shake things up, but also reinvigorate parts of my business and really breathe life into the things that I know really bring me joy and really light me up and actually 
give the biggest return in the end. So it's been really interesting in that respect. If you're looking to shake up your career, reinvigorate things a little bit yourself in 2020, especially in your career or business, um, this is a great set of exercises for you to do. It's a three-part process and it took me around about an hour to complete just for my business. I spent a lot of time in uh, this reflection and then choosing goals that really would help me live into what I'm about to share as well around zone of genius. What I would recommend though is that you take this three-part process and even if you do it in a in a quicker uh, time frame, do it for other areas of your business. Do it for your health and well-being. Do it for your relationships. Perhaps you know you have some specific financial goals you want to hit in 2020. So it would be really key to do this three-part process before you go into those. And my friend, make sure you check the show notes out as well. I've created a simple PDF with these questions that you can download uh, via that link or by heading over to my website, rubymarsh.com. I'll also be sending this out to my email subscribers. So if you're an email subscriber, lucky you, you're going to be getting this in your inbox this week. And just to get one thing straight before I launch in head first into this process, this is by no means the only way that I think you can set goals and that you can do this reflection work. However, I wanted to share it because it's been a really liberating and a really fun process for me to go through and it really gets you into the heart of the matter. Uh, It allows you to give some really great feedback to yourself from that place of love and compassion and from there you set your goals so let's get into it shall we okay part number one this is as I've mentioned the reflection piece and why do we reflect before we take action it sounds probably pretty obvious to most of us but if you're anything like me I tend to go from one thing to the other without giving myself a chance to catch up with myself. (laughs) And the reason why I love this reflection idea is that it allows us to assess and evaluate. And when it's done, honestly, as I said, with a little love and compassion, you can provide yourself with really honest feedback. Or perhaps you do this in conjunction with your partner or your wife or your husband, a colleague. You might do it with your boss because you've worked on specific projects uh, together. You might do it yourself after every project or workshop or event that you uh, launch this year. For me, I've simply done this on my whole year however I would say that if you're someone that is investing time in growing a side hustle is investing time in growing your business or your career or you plan to put more time into that in 2020 then do this reflection piece for every move that you make it might be a short 
simple version after every job interview. Or as I said, if you're launching a workshop or launching a new product this year and it's the first time you've done something like this, then do this reflection piece specifically after that. It's important because when you finish one thing, it allows you to celebrate that space between It allows you to pause, take a deep breath, breathe in and breathe out just as we go from uh, autumn through winter and then spring we come out the other side and we're ready to go again. It's a very similar process that we go through. I also would say that this reflection is going to be really powerful in this coming year for self-motivation and creating momentum because when you're a one-woman band like myself or you are driving your career path it's very easy to go from one thing to the other get really complacent or feel like you should just give up because something didn't work out what this reflection piece allows you to do is is stop and pause but also flex that agility muscle because maybe you have to pivot a little bit or maybe it didn't work out this time but maybe you need to repeat it again because you know that with the feedback and the insights that you've gained that you can make it even better the next time. Just to be clear as well before I I go into this any further, I actually stole this uh, idea of reflection scripts from my husband And he stole it from Seth Godin's program called Alt-MBA. If you don't know of Seth Godin's work, he created this program called Alt-MBA and it's an extremely intense four-week online workshop. It's designed to help you level up and lead and I really recommend looking into it if that's something you'd be interested in, in more of this year of leveling up and leading more in your life and your work. Uh, I haven't done it, but uh, my husband's been through it and it was one of the best things that he did this year. I know if he was here with me, he would tell you that. So the questions that I'm about to share with you are similar. However, knowing me and the little bit of uh, spiritual guidance (laughs) that I like to get occasionally. I've put my own little twist on some of the questions and added in a few of my own. As I said, these are all contained in a download that you can access through the show notes. But if you want to play along with me, then this might be a really good time to pause the episode, grab your journal, grab a cup of tea, whatever you need to do to get comfortable. And you can play along as I read the questions to you. So question number one, as I look at my year and I would love for you to hone in on one specific area of your life for this set of questions. For me, I will be speaking to my business and career and and work related So perhaps you want to do it for that yourself or you might, as I said, want to do it for another area of your life. So the first question, when was I being guided by my spirit this year? And 
you could say that being guided by your spirit is intuition. It is heart-led decisions. It is those those gut decisions that have you really excited. It could be actions that you took. It could be single moments that you can remember, a memory. Uh, it might be a goal, a really big goal that you set and you you just knew that that was coming from, from your heart, from your soul, from your spirit. So when were you being guided by that? And of course, the opposite of the light is the dark. So we also need to ask that question of the darkness within us, because there will be times in this year when you were being guided by a wound, by a past memory, by fear, perhaps, or uncertainty, or uh, out of... um, not being sure in yourself. Um, So I want you to, for question two, think of a time, an action, a moment, a memory, a goal, even that you set out of fear uh, or or a wound. It came from something that um, perhaps is going back years ago, but you know that you did some things this year that came from that place. And then question number three, what did you learn about yourself this year? For each of these questions, you might have one thing that's really apparent, that's crystal clear. You might have several things. It may be that you have to go back to these questions as well. But question three is, what, do you, what did you learn about yourself this year? Question number four, taking these learnings, how could you convert that learning into growth? This is where it gets really exciting because you can either choose to be guided by those wounds or be guided by that fear And perhaps that is something that you learned about yourself. And then you can choose, do I want to continue to be guided by that? Or where could I convert that into growth? What could I do perhaps in the coming year to support myself better, to love myself a little more? such that I don't drive my decisions from that place. Or maybe this year you put yourself out there. You really put yourself out there and you learn some incredible things about yourself when you do. So how could you convert that learning into growth? That might look like doing more of those things. It might look like making it bigger, making it better, making it exciting, fun, different. And then finally, question number five in this reflection script or this reflection piece. 
what were the specific highlights of this year? These could be actions, moments, memories, goals. What were those highlights? Okay, you still with me? That's the end of the reflection piece. And as I said, I invite you to do this for all areas of your life. And today we're focusing mainly on our career and our business, but this is a really, really powerful thing to do together with your partner, with your husband or your wife, or perhaps you do this with a colleague at work or your boss it's, it's a really, really essential part, as I said, of gaining momentum. And if you're someone that needs a lot of self-motivation, continually doing this reflection piece at the end of a project, before picking up a new one, before you set new goals in your business is super, super important. I love it. I'm, I'm really in love with this right now. <laughs> okay, part two. Part two is all about reflecting as well but specifically honing in on your zone of genius and again this is something that you need to reevaluate and come back to year in and year out as well as you build your career or as you build your business it might also help you inform pivots that you want to do in your career if you're someone that is looking to do a slight pivot in 2020 then this zone of genius work is really really cool you might recall back in episode 15 I shared with you a book that totally blew my mind this year and gave me the most potent insights around my work and the book is called the Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. I've read this book probably two or three times already this year. And for anyone looking to build a career or a business that's based around doing meaningful work, the whole reason I started the True to You podcast was to help you on that journey, to help guide you and show you examples of women that are moving towards meaningful work. So this book is key and this book is one that will show you how you can move into that path but also step into your fullest potential in that process. So look no further than The Big Leap. It's amazing. It's a great read. So Zone of Genius. What the F is a Zone of Genius? (laughs) You might be thinking, okay, that sounds great but how do I even get there? Well, put simply, your zone of genius is where the magic happens. It's where you become so excited by your mission that you are leaping out of bed in the morning. And that would feel pretty good, wouldn't it? If pretty much every day we're leaping out of bed, we cannot wait to get into our work. To help you pinpoint where your zone of genius is, we can divide All the tasks and the type of work that we do, the interactions, the type of clients that we have, we can divide those things into one of four quadrants. It'll either fall into the category of not being good at it, even though it's a task that you might have to do in your work. It might be a task or 
uh, a type of job that you're competent at, but it doesn't really light you up. And then there's those things that you excel at. And then the icing on the cake. There's those things that fall into your zone of genius. And I would say that for a lot of us, especially if you're a high achieving woman and you're pretty uh, motivated and love setting goals, you probably you probably sit around competent uh, zone of excellence a lot and maybe haven't quite discovered what your zone of genius is, but oh my gosh, if you stepped more into your zone of genius work, look out. <laughs> For someone who trained as an architect, if I take this these four areas and I look at the context of my own career and working as an architect, particularly in the early part of my career, I really became a jack of all trades and you might identify with this too. You have a certain job title, but you're someone that can do a little bit of everything. You're essentially a generalist. Uh, you're that practical woman. You're that go-to problem solver that everyone loves to have on their team. And it's very likely that you're the person that can help get something off the ground pretty quickly. I know this skill set has served me really well, really, really well. It's, a, it's allowed me to uh, pivot my career and do other things because I have this fairly diverse skill set. But to really powerfully show up in my business long term and create the su success and the financial abundance that I want, playing more and more into my zone of genius will be a, a huge investment moving forward. But of course, I totally get it. I, I get it. We can't always immediately leap into all of our work being in our zone of genius because as a solo business owner or as a side hustler, you're often learning all of the moving parts at once. You are that jack of all trades and it's not always possible financially to outsource everything that you're not good at or even those things that fall into the excellence category. However, what this has made me realize is that as, as my business grows, I'll need to be really clear on what my zone is, of genius is so that I can then begin to build a team, begin to outsource occasionally to some of those areas that I would say I'm competent at, but not my zone of genius. The other thing to note on not operating as much as possible in your zone of genius is the big impact that that has on our energy. Sometimes you'll notice that certain tasks will have you feeling energized. Time will be irrelevant. And then other things you do, you'll feel exhausted and bored very quickly. Doing them too often might leave you feeling quite burnt out. And I know that we can't avoid some tasks in our life and they do leave us feeling a bit bored or burnt out, but it's worth recognizing that when you're doing those things in your career or your business and they give you a sense of energy and a sense of excitement and feeling lit up, 
take note of those things because they may be you operating in your zone of genius. All right. These are the four questions that I asked myself to get clear on my zone of genius so that I can then take the answers to these and apply them to the goals that I want to achieve in 2020. The first question you can ask yourself to get closer to your zone of genius is what work do I love to do the most? What tasks do I do love to do the most? Perhaps there's uh, areas of your business that you could do all day. And that leads me on to the second question, which is what work doesn't feel like work to you? Question number three, what work creates a feeling of abundance and satisfaction in your life? And then number four, what is your unique ability? What are those things that you know are unique to you? What are those things that people comment on that people say to you, oh, you're really good at that. Did you know that? What you might like to do for this question, which is something that I have my clients do quite often, is to simply reach out to a handful of trusted friends, family members, and ask them, what are three things that you love about me? What are three qualities, three uh, things that are particular skills that I'm good at and that might help you hone in on what your unique ability is. So once you've answered those four questions you should be able to clearly see what type of work or what parts of your job or parts of your business allow you to play more in that zone of genius and what things probably aren't in your zone of genius as well. It's worth uh, thinking about the opposite side of this. What are those things that I'm competent at? What are those things that I am not good at? And what are those things that I'm excellent at, but not quite playing in my zone of genius just yet? Okay, you ready for part three? Now we're going to take parts one and parts two so our reflection and our zone of genius work and we're going to set some goals from this place this is the fun part so how did I take these two parts and filter my answers to create my goals for 2020 the first thing I did was I looked at patterns between the answers to my zone of genius questions and the answers to my reflection piece. Specifically looking at questions like, when was I being guided by my heart? heart? Or what were the highlights of this year? What work didn't feel like work? What things create feelings of abundance and satisfaction? Perhaps you might see some correlations between those specific tasks or goals or you might notice that this year you were also playing in your zone of genius and these were the things that were having you be guided by your heart. 
these were things that were also highlights of this year. So really take note of those things and get really clear on one, three, up to maybe five things that seem to be patterns between these two areas. Then what you're going to do for this area of your life, remembering that I've been applying these questions specifically to my career and my business in particular, I want you to think of two metrics only. So two specific goals, that tangible goals that you can measure. They will have a metric associated with them, whether it be an amount of money, a number of clients, uh, perhaps there might be a date that you want to get a certain promotion by, a date that you want to launch your first workshop or open your Etsy shop uh, for business. So you need to be able to measure this goal, but I only want you to focus on two for this area of your life. I want you to think about two goals that will incorporate the answers to the two parts that we worked on. So our reflection piece and our zone of genius work. For example, if I had a big speaking goal in 2020 and I wanted to reach a certain number of times that I'm going to speak in this year, and that might include other people's workshops, it might include uh, conferences, it might include networking events, there will be all sorts of ways that I can show up and speak and I want to reach a certain amount of speaking opportunities, then I know for me, based on evaluating my zone of genius work, that that is me really playing on my zone of genius. So that is a really important goal for me to go for. And I really, really want you to focus just on the goals for now. There will be possibly financial goals that uh, play into your business as well. But look at the things that drive that financial goal. Look at the things that you could be doing that would allow you to play more in your zone of genius that could drive that financial goal. Of course, when you start to think about these goals, as we do with any goals, and especially if we're moving towards our zone of genius, there will be some fears that you'll need to work through in order to achieve it. Zone of genius work does not mean that you'll be exempt from fear at all. It does not mean that as soon as you cross over that line from being excellent at something to being uh, in your zone of genius, that fear will suddenly go away. You'll need to bust through more and more comfort zones. I'm pretty sure of that until you hit your sweet spot. The third thing you need to do is not necessarily about large goals, but in thinking about the zone of genius work, I want you to write a bucket list, a list of activities, these could be business related or they could be personal as well, that allow you to experience more time playing in your zone of genius. I want these to be little things, things that you can do daily, things that you can do weekly that don't cost a lot of money, that don't cost a lot of time. We're talking about an hour or two hours of your time. 
And some of these things might be highlights that you have from this year that you want to repeat again. But at a minimum, I want you to spend 10 minutes a day playing in your zone of genius. This is about expressing your true genius to the world, whatever that looks like for you. Perhaps it's a creative act like writing or dancing or singing or painting, or maybe it's sharing on Instagram and your Instagram stories. So there's the final part. There's your goal setting work. So you've landed on your goals for 2020. You've done your reflection. You know what it would look like to play more in your zone of genius. Let's pop the champagne people and bring on 2020. Finally, make sure you check the show notes because I've popped a simple PDF that you can download in there with all the questions from today's episode. So you can do this process in your own time at any time. I really, really hope you all have a safe, a fun and amazing start to 2020. I cannot wait to bring you more of the True To You podcast and see you take leaps and bounds or maybe small steps towards meaningful work and your zone of genius. Why not in 2020? Let's bring it on, babes. Hey there, girlfriend. Podcasts are incredible, aren't they? But of course, as you probably know, the real magic happens when you take those concepts you've learned and apply them directly to your life through daily action. If you're yearning to find more meaning in your work, then I want to invite you to take that daily action by joining me in my one-on-one mentoring program, The Unstoppable Woman. To find out more, head to rubymarsh.com slash private mentoring. I cannot wait to take the journey with you.